our message of the day. We've been on a series called Burn the White Flag. And you might think, what do you mean, burn the white flag? What in the world, burn the white flag? And, uh, and honestly, uh, too many people are raising the white flag when they ought to be burning the white flag. And instead of, and what I mean by that, instead of pressing on to the mark, to what God has called us to, many people are quitting. They're throwing in the towel. They're, 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 they're just quitting, and they're never finishing the course. And uh, I, was, I was listening to a message this week, and uh, it, it was amazing, uh, this message in this series uh, that I was listening to, there was a minister that was talking, and he was talking about how many pastors quit on a monthly basis in America. I used to hear the statistic between 18 and 2,500, and he gave some staggering statistic. I think it was around 4,000 a month in America that quit, and most of them not ever to return back to the ministry. And that's sad. And let me tell you, it happens all the time. And and don't kid yourself. Probably uh, it's happening on a variety of different fronts in every one of our lives where we're just quitting and we're, we're, we're throwing in the towel, we're raising the white flag rather than burning the white flag, and it's happening. You see it in marriages. It happens all the time. You see it in Christianity. You see it where people just give up on their prayer life because, uh, because of the faith challenges that they have in their life, and they just say, it's just not worth it. It's just not worth pressing on. It's not worth getting up and seeking God every day. It's not worth people give up on church or churches, or uh, they just give up in relationships. It happens all over all the time. And uh, I believe that God doesn't want uh, us to ever fall short in something that we're to be pursuing because when we do, then we never experience all that he wants us to experience. So, so we've been using this text and I want to give it to you and it's Luke chapter 18 verse 1. And uh, it says this, Jesus, he, he spoke a parable to them and it says this, that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Now, what's interesting is he tied praying to uh, our heart. And, and honestly, I think if you ever want to have a heart for something, I, I tell people, you know, there's a lot of people that lose their passion. And one of the reasons why people lose their passion is because they, they've lost their prayer life. And, and I pray for a lot of people. I, I, I have a huge, huge list memorize a lot of people's names that I pray for, people that are not only within our church, people that have been even a part of our church and years have been gone, and I still pray for them because I just don't know if they have anybody else praying for them in their life at this point. So there's people that I pray for on a, long, uh, uh, on a daily basis, and I have a huge passion for them, a huge heart for them, and I believe the main reason is, is because I pray for them. I have a huge heart for the lost, for those that are far from Christ, those that don't know Jesus Christ. Why? Because I pray for the lost every day. Your prayer life will affect where your heart goes. And so we need to understand that. So here, if you go back, the, the, the New Testament was written in Greek and it was translated into the English. And so if you go back into the translation, like any words, you know, you go to the word and it, it will define it, uh, it'll amplify it, if you will, if you'll go back and, and, and look it up in a dictionary Greek dictionary. And so this is, here's some meanings of losing heart. It means to faint. Have you ever fainted before? And and you just, you just, you know, I've, anyway, to faint. It means to turn out, 
to be a coward. And where we ought to be pursuing something, we can coward back and coward down and quit pursuing it because maybe fear, or maybe because of, of whatever reason, we just coward back. And then it means to lose courage. Where All of us have been discouraged before. And, and, and so it means to lose courage and it means to be slothful in duty, to, to, to lose soul and heart, to grow weary in well-doing. You can do, be doing right thing and still grow weary if you don't watch it. And it means to throw in the towel. And then it also means to wave, wave the white flag or to give up. You know that there is no, there is no army, no military, no navy, no, no one across the globe not just our, our nation, but across the globe that ever goes into battle with a white flag with anticipation that they might have to use it. As a matter of fact, it's just, it, it's not the case. Isn't that right? And, and, and talking to a military man here, just, you just don't. You go in with the intent of we're going to defeat, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna win here. And, and so we, we need, a, as, as God's people, we should never have a white flag. We need to burn that dude, amen, and go forward. And so we've, we've coupled Luke 18 through this series. If you've been tracking, if you haven't, you can go on, on to the uh, website and listen to the messages at cotmtyler.org. But if you've been tracking, there's two different uh, scriptures that I've been really foundation, or foundational scriptures for this series. And the other one is Hebrews chapter 12. And so I want to read it really quick, and it says this. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside, very interesting, let us lay aside, the responsibility lies on us, not on God, not on our spouse or relationships. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And it goes on to say this, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finish of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary, lest you become weary, In other words, unless you raise the white flag, throw in the towel and quit and uh, and discouraged in your souls. So there's a few things here. I don't have time to recap everything that we've been talking about throughout this series. But I I just want you to see here one thing, and that's the word weight. The Bible says that we we are to set aside every weight, every weight. That that word weight there, it's many definitions. I talked about it in one of the messages. But bottom line, it means pressure because of circumstances. And that's something that every one of us can relate to. Every, no matter what age, by the way. It doesn't matter if you're young or old. Every one of us have circumstances that can weigh us down and, and to the point where we just give up, where we just want to quit we want to keep going on. And obviously it goes on every weight and every sin. And we know that sin can creep in and, and sin is anything that is, a, uh, is against what God says and, and wants in our life. Obviously uh, it's anything that uh, will steal our hearts and, and choke out the word in our life. And so it's, it's in, in, and so, but it goes on to say that we're to run with endurance, endurance. We're, we're to, we're to, we're to, 
There's, there's something about endurance that we need in our life. And I'm going to show you something from the scripture. But one of the meanings of endurance is not only the word patience, but if you go look in some translations, that word patience also means perseverance. And really, that's what we're going to focus on today is we, we've, we've got to persevere. If we don't persevere through some circumstances... See, some people's pain tolerance, they, they can't handle much pain in life. Emotional pain, physical pain, relational pain, financial pain, any kind of pain. They may be a pain, but you can't handle pain. You, you understand what I'm talking about? And, 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 so there, and if your pain tolerance is, is, is low, then chances are, when you meet, when, when you hit your max, when you hit the max of your pain tolerance, then you say, white flag, I'm done. And that's where a lot of people are, and that's where a lot of people are missing out on God's best. Because God's best is going to always be found on the other side of pain. There's just going to be some things that you're going to have to go through in order to get to where you need to get. See, the children of Israel were unwilling to suffer any kind of pain. Therefore, they never went into the promised land, or at least a generation never went into a promised land and experienced the promised land that God had for them. The Bible says that it was a, it was a land that flowed with milk and honey, a land that promoted health and prosperity is what that literally means. And I'm here to tell you that God has a land for us that, that promotes health and prosperity. And we miss, we miss out on that health and prosperity for our life. So, so we, we're going to look at that word perseverance today. And I want, us to, I want us to understand. But before we get there, I want to give you the title of today's message. Before, and I've waited, and I purposely wait, waited for the, uh, to give you the title. But it, it's this. There's too much. There's too much. There's too much in you. You've got the ability but you got to dig deep. He says, every one of us, not no one exempt, you lay aside every weight. Are you guys still hot? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where my ushers is. But Dan, if you, if you want to cool it down just a little bit, about 30 degrees. <laughs> Terry will appreciate it. Not too much. We don't want to, we don't want, I, I just, I, I just don't know if I'm preaching well enough to keep you awake. So I, 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 you know, I just want to make sure you guys are comfortable. All right. But, but you know, there's too much in you. There's too much potential. Listen, you got more potential in you. When you were created, you were created in his image. When you were created, you were created with greatness in you. Now, that greatness has to be discovered, has to be developed and has to be uh, deployed. It has to be used. But, but, but greatness is inside every one of us. And I'm here to tell you that every one of us have the ability to, to be able to do something great in and through our lives. And so there's too much in you. There's too much in you to quit. There's too much in you to just uh, throw in the towel or raise the white flag or whatever, whatever the case may be, grow weary or whatever it is. There's just too much in you. There's too much in you. And so we, we need to press on. We, we need to persevere until we experience what God has for us. Amen? And so I want you to look at uh, Acts chapter, well, let's look at Ephesians chapter 6, first of all. And uh, know that anything that's going forward, anything that's moving forward has opposition, has resistance. A car moving down the road, there's resistance, right? 
And I'm here to tell you as, as God's children, as, as, as people that are really truly willing to, to, to please God and do what God wants them to do, that you're going to be opposed by the devil. That there's going to be some opposition in your life. There's going to be some things that are going to come against you. And what are you going to do? Are you going to, are you going to persevere until you, until you see victory? Are you going to persevere until you overcome? You're going to, or are you going to allow the enemy to overcome you? Are you going to allow him to intimidate you or uh, pressure you until, you until you quit? The choice is ours. And I don't know what the Holy Spirit's going to speak, but I believe earlier that the Holy Spirit spoke and that he said he's going to speak to somebody today, a number of somebodies, that's going to, it, it, he's going to speak to you and he's, he's just going to want you to make a, just a slight course change in your life. And, and, and that slight course change may, may be that you gotta quit, you gotta quit just maintaining and start ground gaining in your life. You gotta quit just, just getting by and settling for what you have and start pressing on into what God wants you to have. Amen. I don't know what that is, but I believe he's gonna speak to uh, a number of people today. But look at this in Ephesians chapter, uh, six, verse 10. In verse 10, it says this, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Now, notice it says not strong in yourself, but be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And and it tells us why. And in a minute, it says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the against the, the wiles of the, of the devil, which means devices. He's, he's got many devices that he comes against us. And let me, let me just tell you something. If he came and he attacked Jesus, if he tempted Jesus, he's going to come with you with temptations, tests, and trials also. And he's going to try to, he tried to get Jesus to raise the white flag. Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. He, he's, he, he's, he's, he, he responded with the word. And, and that's how we must respond is with the word. And so uh, we need to, and, and obviously Jesus, he pressed on and he, uh, for, the, for the joy that was set before him, you know that we were the joy. For the joy that was set before him, he endured. He persevered until, until his job was done. And now he's been glorified. He was raised from the dead. See, you might think it's ended. You might think it's done, but it ain't done until it's done, until God says it's done. So you keep persevering, and you keep doing what God wants you to do in and through your life. Is this speaking to somebody? I really believe it is. So, so notice here, it tells us in Ephesians that uh, in verse 17, it says, and, and, and it goes through the whole armor of God, and I'm going to pick up in verse 17, and it says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praying always. Remember, it connected prayer and losing heart earlier. And it says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance. This is part of the armor. This is part of the armor that we're to put on to be able to resist the enemy. Perseverance. It says, it says, so be watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So it tells us that part of the armor that we're to, we're to be clothed in every day is perseverance. We're to pers- persevere through whatever circumstance that we're going through. And, 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 and perseverance is something that every one of us, it's accessible for every one of us. Uh, a matter of fact, I looked up that word perseverance. I like, I love to look up words and, and just find out defini- definitions. And of course, it means patience. I told you that early, earlier. 
but it means perseverance is, it, it, it's, it's this, it's persistence in a course of action. You're persisting in a course of action. It means doggedness. Whew, just going to. Resolute and unyielding. Holding on to a course of action. Activity maintaining in, this, in spite of difficulty. You just continue to press on regardless of your circumstance. And it means this steadfast and long-contained application. And then, and then it also means grit. We just need some grit, guys. And, and so we need that in our life. And, and I, I, I have this written down that, you know, perseverance and passion means more and will take you further than talent. And I got to thinking about this, and I, I was talking to the Lord about this, is that, that and you think about it, it even means more than being brilliant. There's some brilliant people that give up very early because their pain tolerance is so low. They never persevere. They never get to that point where they, they're just pressing through until they, they get to where they need to go. And so talent, you may be extremely talented, and then you might be like me, not very talented, but that's okay. I, I can persevere. And I'll probably experience things that many talented people won't experience because I know how to persevere. And, and I believe that God wants you to persevere and experience what he has for you. And I got to thinking, and I was like, Lord, what, who, who's a good biblical example of this? And I thought about the Apostle Paul. Because when you think about him and you go look at his life, there was all kinds of stuff that he went through. He was shipwrecked. He went through beatings. Uh, he was uh, thrown in prison. He was uh, stripped naked and all kinds of different stuff that, that took place. And, and his heart was to do the right thing, to serve God. He's just like serving God. Why, why are they all picking on me? You know? It's like, why me? I'm, 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 my heart's pure. I'm one. He's the one that said, follow me as I follow the Lord. I mean, he was, he was mentoring people, loving people, gave his life for it. And it's like all these things came against him. He was hungry. He was shipwrecked, all these different things. And then I, I thought about him and, him and Silas in Acts 16 when they were, because they had cast out a demon out of a girl and, and uh, they, they were thrown into prison. And before they were thrown into prison, I read that they were beaten. They were stripped of their clothing, and then they were thrown in prison, and they were shackled. And I got to thinking, that'd probably be a great reason to throw in the white towel. It'd probably be a great reason to say, I quit. This is enough. This is not worth it. I can tell you, some people, breaks my heart that it takes that much for them to throw in the white towel. It's like, it's not worth it. And I'm thinking, you big baby. <laughs> At the same time, it just breaks my heart. Press through that. Grow up. And we're going to talk about that. And I'm going to pastor you today. Because I'm telling you, I, I really believe that more people miss the mark. They miss what God has for them. Because they won't persevere through a little discomfort in their life.
Let's look at Paul and Silas's response. In the middle of their pain, being beaten, being naked, I, I don't know how, if they were totally naked or what, but in Acts 16, verse 25, it says this. It says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. You know, it did not say that they were complaining and griping. It says that they were praying and singing. They, they just continued to press into God, saying, God, I love you. You know, Lord, I know that you're my deliverer. You're my redeemer. I know, Lord, that you're, you, you'll make a way where there seems to be no way. I know that you've called me to be the head and not the tail. Somehow, I'm going to rise to the top in this situation. I'm sure they were praying and saying, Lord, I know that there's no weapon formed against us that shall prosper. I don't care what I see right now. Somehow, you're going to turn things here. And so they were praying, and they were praising God in the middle of it. They were persevering through it. There's three things that I saw in this whole scenario. First of all, one, if we're going to persevere and live with perseverance like Paul did, number one, we have to live a life of the mature. Live a life of the mature. We've got to grow up. There are far too many people that are spiritually immature, and it's unfortunate especially in America with all the word that we have access to us, all the churches in every, every city in, in America. We have to mature up. I, wanted, I want you to see in James chapter 1, when you're going through stuff, when things get dis- uncomfortable and there's some discomfort in your life, this is our response. We're to be mature. A mature person responds like this. James chapter 1, verse uh, 2 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Count it joy. It says, Consider it joy. Count it pure joy when you're, when you're in the middle of a trial. You, that's when you rejoice. That's when you turn to God. And it goes on to say, it says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces what? Perseverance. perseverance. Let perseverance fish, finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. There's just something about persevere, perseverance in our life that will, will take us to the place where we need to get. But I'm going to tell you what we have to understand about this is that we have to mature up. We have to get, we have to get mature in our life. And uh, let me just give you some qualities of the mature. One is, is character. It, we, we have to have some character in our life. And character is just integrity, just doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And some people, they, 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 and you can tell that they're not mature because they're not doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do it. They're doing, the, they're doing what they want to do because it's uncomfortable to them. They, 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 they quit because it's uncomfortable. They, they stop because it's uncomfortable. They, they, they throw in the towel because it's uncomfortable. And character says, I, I don't care if it's uncomfortable, if I don't feel like it or not. It's the right thing to do. That's what integrity does. That's what a person of character does. It's a person that's responsible. When you think of somebody that's immature, who do you think of? Somebody that's irresponsible. Isn't that true? Yeah. And so we've got to be responsible in our life. And, 
And, uh, and so, you know, I was talking to uh, the, 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 the guy that helped put this uh, sound together this weekend. We, he spent uh, two solid days, full days with us. And he's also a worship pastor. He's an elder in his church. And, and uh, we were talking about ministry and, and that ministry can have some beautiful parts of it and then it can have some very difficult parts. And, and I told him, I said, probably one of the biggest, toughest things for me is that I, I love deeply. I, 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 don't just, I don't just get into people's lives just casually or shallow in, in the shallow end. I get in the deep end. I, I really love people. I put my heart out there. And so you can, you can take my heart and you can, like an apple, you can shine it up and you can, you can take care of it or you can take my heart and you can bruise it up by, you know, just trashing it and that type of thing. And, and it just hurts deeply where I love people and then for whatever reason, just a little bit of, it doesn't take much and they throw in the white towel and, and they leave. And, and that's a very disheartening thing. And, and we were talking about that as we were uh, talking about this yesterday, and, and he responded, and it was interesting. And, I, and I, I've, I told him I handle it so much better now than I ever have. It still hurts. It hurts deeply. But he, he, he pointed out he, he had some of the same things that he had to deal with, is that we have to recognize that people are different stages, mature, mature in, in mature stages. Immaturity, thank you. Different cha- stages in their maturity, and and we've got to we've got to work with people where they're at. But here's my problem: is that some people will deal with it and they'll grow out of that immaturity into a place of maturity. I can rock with that. Where I have a difficult problem with is that those that ought to be mature are still immature because they're unwilling to work through that immaturity to get to the place of maturity in their life. And the reason is, is because they just don't, they don't like discomfort. Maturity happens through pain. I, I remember my son, when he was growing up, he used to get these pains in his legs and uh, it, the growth pains. And what it was, what was happening is just maturity. Uh, teething, that's just part of maturity. Teeth are coming in. He's, he was maturing. Same way with us. A lot of people just don't want to go through that, that, those stages of maturity in their life. And so, therefore, they stay where they're at. And so that's the first area that I, I think that every one of us, it, Paul the Apostle, he was willing to do that. Therefore, he, he got to say this. He says, I finished my course, I fought, the, I, I fought the good fight of the face, I finished my course. And very few people, I believe, will ever get to say that because they, they don't mature in their life. Second thing that I saw about Paul is that we, we have to live out our God-giving mandate. You know what happened after they praised God? And they, 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 they were uh, praising and uh, praying. The shackles fell off, and then uh, the, the prison doors opened. And you know what? Instead of bolting and running, you know what they did? They hung around. They, stay, they stayed around and got, the, got some people saved. 
got them baptized and their whole, their whole families getting, getting baptized. They, they had a mandate on their life. Their, their, their purpose was bigger than their problem. And, and because their purpose was bigger than their problem, their problem wasn't a problem to them. And I'm here to tell you, when you don't, you don't see your mandate, when you don't understand that you're here, you, you're, you're in this kingdom in this earth, but you're not from this kingdom. We're from a kingdom that's not of this earth. Our mandate is from, from God, and our mandate is to come into this world and bring as many people from this kingdom into his kingdom. Take them out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. That's our mandate. That's the mandate of the church. We're to be connected and, and, and reaching people with all of our heart that we pray, we work, we do what we, want to, what we need to do in order to reach people like we need to reach people. That's what we do, guys. Amen. That's who we are as a church. And so sometimes it's going to require some sleepless nights. Sometimes it's going to require some, some extra work, and it's going to require going out of our way. And, and sometimes it's going to require all those things. Why? Because of our mandate. And Paul knew that and he saw that and God used him in his, in his life. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, sometimes it's difficult. I remember I worked for uh, my son and my daughter-in-law for about three years. Uh, he owns a landscaping business and it was at their st- startup of that business. And, uh, and I remember being out in a piece of property and I was, I was putting in some ridiculous hours, probably, I don't know, about 90 hours a week uh, combined with working for him and, and the church because we still served on excellence. I didn't allow the church to suffer because I was out there having to work. And, uh, and I remember at this one piece of property, and son, you can tell me how big it was, but it was a, it was a, church, uh, it was a uh, school property, and how many acres was that that we were mowing? Yeah, about 100 acres. And we were out there mowing, and it was just like, oh, I mean, it was, and I remember out there, it was painful because my heart's here. My heart was wanting to reach people and, and do what it takes. And I'm out there having to do what I was doing, and we were putting in lots and lots of hours. And I remember out there on that stand-up moor, mowing that, all those acres, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I was just crying out to God. Not why. Not why, God. It's like, God, I was crying out to him, Lord, help me to reach people. Help me. Get me to the point where we can impact the world. And that's still my heart's cry. I want us to reach as a church, to reach across this globe through our influence, through what it takes. If we would just press on, we'll be able to do that. And I'm here to tell you, it ain't going to happen if it's just me. It's all of us gathering together. He didn't call me to do this. He called us to do this. He called a body. He called a church to make this happen. And I'm telling you, we're starting to see that. And I'm excited about it. And I'm here to tell you, I could have quit. But I chose not to. And I'm so glad. I have some of the best relationships that, that God could ever offer in my life. And I'm so grateful for my relationships. 
Across this room, I see them. Across this world, I see some relationships that God has given me. Even this new pastor, this worship pastor, just he texted me this morning praying for y'all's service. I have an, a, a pastor friend that I'm very close with in, in, uh, in locally. He, he texted me this morning, hey, I'm thinking about you, praying for you. Just want you to know I'm praying for you that you make a huge kingdom impact today. And let me, let me tell you, I don't think I would ever experience what I'm experiencing now with my, not only with all my relationships, but my family, my daughter-in-law. Love you so dearly. My grandkids, oh my gosh. Okay, got to move on. If I wouldn't have persevered, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. Let me give you the third one. Um, we got to live life with momentum. Paul didn't stop. He pressed to the mark of the high calling of God. We got we to gotta have forward movement with our life. We cannot be standing still. Our life is a vapor here on this earth. It is so short. We can't, we can't be sitting around wasting, rocking, unrocking chairs. We don't, oh gosh, there's too much in us. We got to be moving forward all of our life. Amen? Amen. All right. I'm going to give you one scripture. I better close. Isaiah. This is how it happens. If you want that perseverance, you want that. Because we all need to be renewed. There's going to be discouraging things. There's going to be pressures because of circumstances. There's going to be things that are going to come at you. There's, some, there's going to be some pain in your life that's going to be difficult. Very, it's going to be a struggle. I don't make light of any of your difficulties. It's going to be tough. So how do I... I remember, I remember just when I first came to Jesus, all the... Things that came against me, came against my family. I remember when my little brother took his life. I think that was on a Friday night or a Saturday night. That weekend, that Sunday morning, I w- we were all, my whole family were in church. Good reason to say, eh, we're dealing with pain. We're dealing with issues. By the way, I'm not pushing this on you. I've never missed church. In 30-some-odd years, I've never missed church. I just, I just refuse to. If I'm out of town, I'll, I'll, I'll be in church. I've never missed church. And, 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 and it's not only what I can contribute, but there's something that I get from church that I just am not going to get from somewhere else. Isaiah says it this way. I, I want to read it to you. Isaiah 40:31 says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You look up that word wait, uh, wait, wait, in the, wait, in the original Hebrew, and it means, because the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, it means they that gather together before the Lord. They're the ones that will not want. When we come together and gather together, in a corporate way, in a corporate setting before the Lord. I'm going to tell you, some of you came in here, you desperately needed this morning. You've been refreshed. You've been renewed through 
just the, the contacts, the worship, the, the word. You, you've just been refreshed. You've been, you've been encouraged. It's like, I can take another step. And by the way, God called you to not take leaps, but to take steps. Just take that next step. It's a principle. Quit looking at where you need to be and start looking. I mean, you got to look where you need to get, but start looking for that next step. And before you know it, you have gained some ground in your life. Amen? Amen? Let me pray. Father, we just.